In this podcast, Pamela Barty, a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and developer of a $100 million real estate empire, will share her inspiring underdog comeback story. And along with those of her guests, she'll share how you too, as an underdog, can rise up and succeed against all odds. Here's your host, Pamela Barty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Underdog. Today, I have an incredible guest here with me, Corinna. How are you? I am good. Thank you, Pamela. I'm very excited to be here or chatting with you. You are incredible. I have read all about you. I've seen you on social media, your posts. Like You're just a rock star, and I love love, love you. Just letting you know in advance. (laughs) I'm like, just kick ass women who are just out there just owning it. It is such an honor to see. So thank you so much for being here today. And I'm so excited to get into your journey. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll start you off with the most loaded question there is, right? (laughs) Yeah, shoot me. Shoot with it, girl. (laughs) All right, girl. So what inspired you on your journey to where you are today? That's actually a really tricky question. And I say that because my journey has literally been like a roller coaster. So it has, you know, everyone thinks maybe like a linear or maybe this way, you know, it's like mine has been a roller coaster shift. I can say though, that when I was really, really young, probably, you know, I would say between eight to about 17, I always knew I wanted to do something that was really impactful in my life. I wanted to help other people. I, and I really never knew what that was. I really was drawn to giving love to people who felt like they didn't have love. Um, so I would spend time with kids who were in need. I would help collect donations and things like that. But, you know, my journey then took me a completely different direction. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was a really big pivoting moment in my life. And even in my entrepreneurial journey, because now becoming a business owner and even starting into this path of my life of breaking free of limiting beliefs, breaking free of a lifestyle that was really keeping me seclusive and in this mundane path of this is what women do. This is how we do it. This is how, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I broke free of that and going into my life journey over the last 10 years, I look back and I'm like, it really stemmed from when I was a kid of wanting to do good. And how do I do good? And you think anybody can create a business, but when you create a business of impact, you can really change your community, your industry, and you can do that with any type of business. Um, it's just the way that you then catapult it and ignite it into your industry. So, you know, there's a lot of curves along the way, but that's kind of a generic, uh, not a generic, but a summed up version of how I got to this place of my path and my journey and becoming an entrepreneur. For me, it's really a vehicle for me to be able to do good in this world and give back. So that's how I see entrepreneurship is really a vehicle to make a change and impact in society. 
it's really, truly remarkable. Now, I always ask this question because I love this one so much too. So what did you want to be when you grew up? Like as a kid, what was the dream? This is going to sound so like generic, but as a kid, I really wanted to be famous. I really want, I loved singing and dancing and I was in theater growing up. I was in musical theater in high school. And then I was accepted to a school called Cal State Fullerton, which is just outside of Anaheim. And I was accepted into their program for musical theater. And so I wanted to do theater. And I, of course, like I would envision myself like I want to be famous one day and be an actor on Disney channel, like all those things. Right. And my life really didn't end up that way. I really ended up choosing a life that I never really even saw myself having in the end. But, you know, even though your life deters and has like a I had a 10 year gap, let's say, so to speak, where I wasn't able to work on my dreams that doesn't mean that you're not meant for it. I'm not saying that I'm going to be famous by any means, but (laughs) you are famous girl, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just, I'm saying that like, you know, those feelings that you have that like really make you feel alive and that fire. Those are the things that I really carry from my childhood into my, my young adult years is just that fire, that excitement of wanting to be someone of impact, somebody that makes a difference. So it's really exciting to be able to say, like, I had these dreams when I was just a young girl, when I was 12, 11, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15. And here I am at 38. And I'm really getting to experience what that's like in being someone of impact and helping other people make a difference in their lives and giving them hope through, you know, my journey and my roller coaster ride of a life that I've had. So yeah, that's, that was my dream. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to be a on Broadway very much so. So funny because you and I are so parallel in that realm. I literally wanted to be be like Britney Spears. I wanted to entertain. I wanted to make people laugh and just have fun. And like, that was my, that was my goal is to make people like smile. That was my, my big thing as a kid, like obsessed. I used to sing and dance at like family parties. I was like the lead singer of this, like weird girls group that like I put, you know, that myself and my best friends created, we'd perform at like family parties. I'm still waiting to find that footage to this day because there's, it's yeah. out there somewhere just on like I, HS tape. <laughs> I would love to see that. I mean, I think about the stuff that I did. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But you know, when you're saying that it actually makes me think of like, I wonder if there's something that's similar where people who have that like burning fire inside of them, that they have this desire that they don't even know how to like express it. They don't even know how to say, so then you think automatically, well, what's the thing that you do? It's entertainment, right? You, you're here to be this entertainment, to let that fire, that passion, that drive that you have. And then as you get older, you start kind of going into that realm of like what you're meant to do. And, and you let that fire and that passion go into that. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> Fascinating. And, and it's incredible because it's what we wanted as kids always correlates to where our life trajectory takes us in a strange way. You know, it's like, it's like you're famous, right? Like your posts, you're like, you're always posting amazing things like on LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere. And people are liking it and connecting with you. And in my perspective, that's considered being famous. People can relate (laughs) with you and all of that. And you're only going to get bigger and bigger. I mean, you're, you are literally have just begun. I would say like, you're still at 
the early stages and like taking things to a whole new level. Like I know this is like not it for you. So it's super exciting to see. It's super exciting to see. And I love seeing like just badass women going out there and getting it and just like crushing it in life. So I adore that. You mentioned like a 10 year period where, where you weren't fulfilling your dreams. And I, I went through something pretty similar. I had a, a very, very, very toxic relationship that I was in from the time I was like 17 until I was like 20-ish roughly. And like that to me, and it was like trying to balance my dreams and then having this person who just like literally is like, you know, if you watch Harry Potter, like the Death Eaters, that yeah. just like drains your whole soul and your energy. So I think, you know, it, it's fascinating to hear things like that because some people are like, oh, you've always been so ambitious and wonderful. Yeah. And, like, blah, blah, blah. and then it's like, um, I faced Satan a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw his face in real life. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So, so walk me through what that experience um, was like. And you feel free to share as much as you want, but, yeah. but I know, I know for me, it was like, oh my God. And, and I even look at photos of myself from like back then. And I'm like, I don't even look the same. Like I look like my soul, like left my body or something. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It is crazy. That's funny that you say that. I'll, I'm going to touch on that in a minute, but I'll start. So when I had mentioned that, you know, I had these big dreams, I started going to college and was in the musical theater program. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a really conservative household and we had very conservative values. And my mom used to tease me and say that I was this bird that she had to put in a cage because as soon as she let the door out, I was just going to fly the coop and just do my thing, which is very, very true. I graduated when I was 17 years old and I moved, you know, from my tiny small town to, you know, five hours away, which is in Orange County and went to school at 17. I started going to college and, you know, I never saw myself settling down, but it's really interesting when you have a certain lifestyle surrounding you and you grow up a certain way, it's almost a natural thing for that evolvement to happen. And so, you know, at a very early age, I found somebody, you know, of that same ideals and principles. And, and it was kind of like, you hurry up and you get married, you courting, right? Like, I'm like, swear, it feels like I was like in the 1930s or the 1940s, but like we dated. And then, you know, if you really like each other, then you get engaged like three to four months after you're dating. And then you get married within like three to four months. So I like really only knew this person for eight months total. (laughs) And, you know, with that, it really just stemmed my life because I got pregnant very shortly after I'm 19 years old. I'm pregnant. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I live far away from my family because I ended up moving to another state. And that's really where all of my focus went because as much as I love, I mean, my mother watches this mother. I love you so much, but you know, I think with the way that she was raised in her culture, as well as a religious background was very much like when you get married, it's all about the husband and this is what you do and take care of them. And you have kids and you take care of them and take care of the home. And really Karina was kind of out the window. It was like wife and mother. And that was really it. And so You know, I had to live through that for 10 years of watching other people around me 
develop their skills and their talents and start succeeding in life. And I was just the supporter. Like that's who I was. I was, mm. I was just people's supporting system. And I was just really going dormant. And I really felt, you know, by this time I was probably, um, when I started really having kind of like this realization of like, something's not right. I was about 26. I had my third daughter and I just knew that something wasn't right. And you know, when you make these types of decisions of like changing your life, right? Like you take them very, very seriously because your entire life, not just yours, but everyone around you is really deeply impacted. And for me, I felt like that was the only way I was going to be able to become myself and truly find who I was as a person, as an individual without being judged and without being held back or making me feel guilty about the decisions that I wanted to make. You know, up to that point, I really was living my life based off of what everyone thought I should be doing. I should be doing X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to follow this pattern. And I lived in a world of feeling guilty a lot. And I made no mistakes because I was too scared that I was going to be judged or I wasn't going to be loved. And really as a human being, we have to make mistakes. I'm not saying like, go make stupid decisions, but you need to make these mistakes so that you know what's right and what's wrong for you. And through your mistakes, you also grow. And being held back from that and not experiencing life is really detrimental to your soul, to your growth. And I had a really pivoting moment of, and this was what really made me realize that I needed to make a change was I had my oldest daughter at the time was probably like, she was four or maybe five. Um, she was on the soccer team and I was coaching her soccer league and she was crying to me all the time saying, I don't think I can do this. I don't, you know, like obviously in her little five-year-old, I don't want to do this. I'm not good at it. I'm terrible. I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't. And as her mother, I really saw this potential in her. Like I could see that she was actually really talented. And the thing that was holding her back was her self, right? She did not believe in herself. And I remember, and I specifically remember being in the living room, sitting her down and being like, Vanessa, that's my oldest daughter. You can do anything that you put your mind to anything that you want, you can achieve. And like, for whatever reason, my words like boomerang back and like shot me right in the brain and was like, Karina, you're such a hypocrite. This is literally what you should be doing. You should be telling yourself this instead. You're not, you're just this shadow of a person you're supporting everyone, but who are you? And when your daughters grow up, when you tell them you can achieve anything you want, they're going to look at you and say, well, what did you do, mom? You didn't achieve your goals. Like, what did you love doing? You gave up on everything. It's a beautiful thing to be a mother. I love being a mother and I would not be the person I am today if I wasn't a mother but I'm still an individual. I'm still a human being that has the ability to achieve my own dreams. And I can do that alongside of being a mother. And, you know, when I had that realization, I felt like I couldn't be my authentic self. I could not be an 
honest person if I wasn't living my life the way that I was trying to teach my children. And so, you know, I had to face some real truths and some real uglies and make a decision of like, I need to take myself out of this situation. If it's not going to embrace me, if it's not going to help me, if I'm not going to be able to grow. And, you know, at that point I had one year of my college education, right? Like I had nothing. I was 19 when I dropped out of, of college and I had no real work experience other than working at, you know, a part-time pushing carts at Albertsons at the time. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really have like that much work experience. And, you know, I had worked when I was 15 years old till the time I got married and got pregnant and had a kid, but you know, these are just small jobs that you're working 20 hours a week. And I didn't have any work experience. And I still did not allow these things to hold me back from being able to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to prove to myself, but I'm also going to be that example for my daughters that I know they, that they deserve to see in, in their mother. So the other aspect of my journey was that I didn't have any knowledge really about the real world, right? Like I didn't understand the finances. I didn't understand, you know, this is how much people are worth and, and pay value, right? Because going from, from 10 years prior, right? You're thinking how much inflation has changed, money has changed, how much is people's value? So when I start working in the real world, providing for a family of four, I don't even know what is my worth, you know, value with money. And I was never taught growing up money. What does that look like? And how much money are you earning? And what's good? What's not so good? How much do you want to gauge? And I really had to be like, wow, I've got to learn this shit real fast because I don't have a moment to lose or else I'm going to lose everything from underneath me. I had no money. I had no savings. I had $500, I think in my savings account at that time. And I had moved my family to, um, so my daughters to West Hollywood because I had a dream. I wanted to do something really amazing and big, right? At that time, I had no idea what that was and where it was going to take me, but you know, it's a crazy ride to think about and if I was to think about having to do that today, I'm like, man, Karina, you, you went into something that most people would be terrified, right? Like to think about no money, having to put a roof over your head, having to put food on the table for your children, going to school, working and not really knowing what you're doing. Like, it's just, it's really honestly like a crazy scenario to think like that. I actually did that, that I like took the plunge and was like. I'm doing it. Right. That's crazy. Awesome. And beautiful in so many different, so many different ways. Cause here's the thing, right? There's one thing. So you went from people pleasing, right? Because that's really what it was, right? That you were everyone else's shoulder lean on and all of that. But what about you? What about you? And how do you go from people pleasing like that to change everything to move to West Hollywood. How did that thought process work for you? Like, what was it? I know that your children were a major yeah. inspiration there, but like, say somebody's listening right now. That's like, they know they have to do something. Like they know they have that voice inside their head. That's like, this is not for you. <laughs> or like, this is not your place. How do you make that shift? Like to just be like, all right, bye. <laughs> Got a thing. One major aspect of myself that I actually really had very strongly at that time was I was a really big dreamer. 
Like I, you think about 10, let's say like 17, 20 years ago, there was no social media. Right. And then even 10 years ago, really it was predominantly Facebook, like Instagram, maybe was just coming out. So you had plenty of time to like really dream about things. Like you sit down in quietness and dream. And for me, I started to dream. I started to think about what it would be like to, when I first went out into the real world with my children and was thinking, okay, I wanted to do something that was going to be meaningful. And I was really into fashion. I loved like clothes. And so, you know, before that I have some archive YouTube videos from literally like 12 years ago where, you know, this is when like YouTube blogging was kind of really that big thing at that time. And I would be like, this is how you put on your eyeliner. And like, I, these are the clothes that I love and these are the boots. And, and some of the fashion that I, that I shared is just, it's really actually comical, but I was dreaming. I was just dreaming about what it would be like to be able to have a voice that was heard, to be seen as an individual, as somebody who has success. And I allowed those dreams to literally transpire into reality. And, you know, I think about like, that was really a huge pivoting moment and a reminder for me that manifestation is real. You can manifest, like manifest your reality by dreaming and not just by thinking the thoughts, but actually feeling it, right? You feel like I felt these amazing feelings of, you know, who I was becoming and what I was going to do. And instead of focusing on the fear, because I knew that I was going to have to figure out how was I going to provide for my family? How was I going to do these things? And I have no money. And instead I allowed the feeling of the desire and that I could see it visually catapult me into these positions. And it wasn't easy by any means. Like I still had to experience what it was like to the first year of being a single parent. I was, I had to live on welfare and, and have that be an assistance for me. And that's not something I am always like sharing. So you get fun little tidbits, but I chose that that was going to be something that was going to help me in my journey. And that I was, it was going to be one of those check marks when I was able to say, thank you. I don't need it anymore. It was going to be like my success story. Look at this helped you. And I didn't have so much pride where I was going to be, you know, where, oh, I can't do that. My life before was a nice life, you know? So going from that to then having where I was someone who was receiving assistance from the government, right? Like that was a really big pivoting change of lifestyle but I didn't care because I knew that it was in place for me to be able to become the person that I wanted to be. So, so I think to answer your question though, is allowing yourself to feel the feelings that you're going, what you're going to be, where you're going to go and not be derived from the feelings of fear. And then also all the things that have to go into place to get you where you want to go have no shame, you know, like there, you're an honorable person. You have honorable achievements that you want to make. Now it does come with sacrifice and it does come with difficulty, but you know, you look back and you say, these are check marks off my list of things that I've had to accomplish, but look at me today. So 
focus on the positives and feel, feel it like it's real because you will manifest it. I believe that with all certainty, there is no other way that I would have been able to do what I've done if I wouldn't have had that mindset from the beginning of making that change. That's incredible, Karina. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And it's never easy, especially when you're going through life transitions like that. Like I was sharing with you before the call, my parents, for example, like I grew up on welfare. That's because my parents came here with absolutely nothing. And that was the only thing that was going to like feed us, you know, just just temporarily, right? Like we all start somewhere, right? Like even way back when, like I tell people, I'm like, dude, I delivered pizzas. Like, like I went from pizzas to nine figures in real estate. Like, like we all start from humble beginnings. The most successful people out there in the world will tell you like, man, I had an off, you know, like here's the jobs I've had, right? Like, here's my experience. And like, you, you start to realize that like, it, it's, we all come from somewhere, right? Like we've all had our journey and it's really, really remarkable. So I appreciate you sharing that so much, but it takes true guts. Like what you did to go from a comfortable lifestyle to shift into this new world of complete uncertainty, but having that faith that everything's going to be fine and that you're going to manifest that life is just a matter of time away from you is so key. And it speaks volumes to where you are today and, and where you're going to continue to go, which is so, so incredible. So when you arrived in, in West Hollywood, so what was that journey like, like kind of starting over and how did it get you to really where you are at this very moment? For me, it was a huge realization that once again, it's all about manifesting, right? It's all about dreaming and being able to see your accomplishments. So I feel like life really needed me to see that when I put my mind to something that I was going to be able to achieve it. And I really felt like it set me up because I've had after that, my journey has been very like up and down roller coaster. And so I always like draw back to those experiences. And I think that life really does give you those moments so that when it decides to take you from that, everything's good and relaxed and things are working out to that, where you have to learn, you have to grow. And the only way to do those things is by going through hardships. And so, you know, my journey, West Hollywood, it was really fun. It was a really awesome experience for me because I really got to find out who I am as an individual. I got to make mistakes. I got to do the, you know, good things. I got to experience life. And I really needed that in my life to be able to kind of say, okay, I have that out of my system. And now I'm ready to kind of like really dig deep into my career. So, you know, for about a year, it was really just growing. Like I, I went from, you know, being 18, 19 years old, jumping right into being an adult and having to do all the adult things, buying a home, having babies. I was 23 when I had my second child. It's like, I was never like a, an adolescent kid. And so I really got to have those moments, but also, you know, I was in college and I was going to school and it was really important for me to have really good grades. Cause that was my gauge, right? Like if you can get straight A's this semester, which I had like 16 units, 
my first semester. And I'm like, if you can do this. And then I decided to run a half marathon at that time. And I was, so I was training, I'm working, I have the kids full time, I'm going to school and I'm doing this all alone. Like my, my parents, nobody, nobody I know lives, you know, in West Hollywood, I'm, I'm juggling the kids and, and doing all this stuff. And I was able to really check that off of my check mark being like, I got straight A's. I ran the fastest half marathon I ever, you know, ran. I think I, I think it was like an eight minute mile, you know, for 13 miles, most of it's like uphill. I was like, on fire, right? So it really set me up to when I started my career and I was really introduced into the real world of what business is and how people really can take advantage of other people, especially when you are, you know, I would say I was a little naive because I'm, I was learning, but I was, I've always been a very genuine, authentic person. And so, you know, people try to take advantage of that. And I've had to learn how to know when to say no or take myself out of situations and it was just like an interesting like part in going into from from that point on right so and then going and shifting into this reality a year later of getting into my career and into my my journey but I'll stop there because then I'll just like keep chatting I don't know if you have any other questions I love that no just your career trajectory like how how you catapulted into into where you are. And I know that, I mean, juggling all of that, that's crazy that you did that all on your own. Like if you can do that, yeah, I can honestly do anything. (laughs) That is incredible. That is incredible. So, so from that job that you were just talking about, how did you transition into entrepreneurship? So when I first started getting into like my career from that moment, I really didn't, I did, I was in sales. I was in business development. I was helping grow a restoration company. And at first I was not very good at it, right? Like people didn't take me seriously. I looked really, like really, really young. And I would meet with people with clients and they're just like, oh, here's this girl trying to sell us restoration services. And I just get blown off. And I remember being like, this is for the birds. I don't like it. I I can't do like, I can't do it. And I remember just like sitting in my car and I was literally like hitting the steering wheel because I was so frustrated with how difficult it is to do sales and business development. Mm -hmm. And I had a realization at that moment that I was not being my genuine authentic self at all. I was really selling a service and I was really just sharing the same mundane BS that Every not, I'm not going to say every company, but a lot of companies just have their salespeople go and do, and you don't see a significant sales growth. And so I did, I just was like, all right, Karina, you really don't have an option to fail at this. Like you've got to succeed and you have to kick ass because kids are depending on you. So I'm thinking I need to have a different approach at how I'm doing this. So I started going into offices and I start really taking the time to have this energy exchange with other people. And Mm -hmm. I was really getting to know them and, and learn about them, but it was really my observation of what I was seeing and how they were and what did they have on their desk. And it was really teaching me to engage and connect with them on a very authentic level. And once I started doing that more consistently, I was, I was really seeing a huge increase in my sales to the point, obviously the person that I was working with was like, oh my gosh, like you're killing it. Like what, 
like, this is amazing. You have this natural, right? That this is their perception, this natural talent for sales, even though they had no idea what I was going through before, but you know, they just, they then decided to, they're like, let's start our own restoration company. And once again, like I'm just learning all these, you know, these new things. And I don't know anything about business, even though my dad is an entrepreneur, dad, you didn't teach me. It's okay. We're good. So yes, I'm, I'm going through this process and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, focus on the sales and I'm going to grow this business. And that was really my first taste of what it was like to be an entrepreneur. There was four of us. So I was the only female and there was three other um, men involved in um, this business. And there was way too many cooks in the kitchen. I also then learned how, you know, maybe a timid voice and it being a female, a lot of times men don't want to take note of what you have to say or consider it or, you know, take value in it. And I'm not obviously saying that all men are like this. There's many wonderful, wonderful men and have, you know, great mentors, but it was a realization for me though, that I had to really be a strong person in the industry. And I had to have very strong confidence and own who I was and own my worth. And so about after a year, you know, I started having these realizations and I, and I'm like, I, for one, I'm not getting paid enough. Everything is being done behind my back and I'm really having no say. And I, my worth is not valued in this team. So I decided to step out. And with that, because things were not properly done on a business aspect though, for me, for my safety. And it was, I had to walk away from any financial like investment that I had put into the company or anything that I had grown to that point, I had to walk away from everything. So that was really difficult to experience that financial loss, but, you know, I was able to get a job within the same industry and continue to grow my expertise and develop, which was really, really important for me because as an individual, it was, I needed to understand my, what I was cultivating. Right. And, and it was helping me see a vision of what business means and how I wanted my foundation to look in the future of, you know, cause I knew, I knew then that I was like, I want to have my own business. Like, I don't want to do this forever, growing other people's businesses, being able to see that I had the ability to transform businesses and have them grow in such exponential ways. It really excited me to be able to say, I'm going to do that for my business one day. But that experience of my entrepreneurship wasn't my, was not my last experience, right? Before I I ended up starting CPR construction cleaning. So years later, I end up having an opportunity to partner with another business. And, you know, unfortunately, even though this time I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure that all the T's are crossed and the, and the I's are dotted and I'm smarter this time. This is, I'm going to be safe. Everything's going to be fine. And unfortunately, you know, you realize though, that people who have the most power in a business are going to have the most power over you and over the success and over the finances and over the choices. And it was once again, where I had that realization where I'm like, damn it, this happened to me again. Like this is bullshit. Yes. And, you know, I had to make that decision once again, where I'm like, I'm going to have to walk away from everything. And of all the moments of of my entire journey, if there was anything that literally made me feel like I was ready to give up and curl up in a ball and say, I'm done. And I quit life right now was that moment. 
it was literally that moment and, you know, making that decision of walking away and losing out on this money and suffering major loss throughout my time with this business, because things were not um, transpiring as our contract was stating. I really felt like somebody had punched me in the gut 20 times over. And I was, I had lost like, um, my dreaming. I had lost my ambitions. I was probably, I mean, I would, I would safely say that I was going through depression. Like, I wouldn't even say like, I'm guessing I would definitely say like, I was never like went to the doctor and they said, Karina, you're clinically depressed, but I've never experienced anything so difficult emotionally, where it was really hard for me to get out of. And you had brought up something where you said that when you look at pictures, yeah, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, like you can see such a major difference, right? Well, I was actually, this was last night. I was looking at pictures of when I started with this company. And then when I was like in the middle during the middle of the company. And when I was like trying to get out and then when I had gotten out of the company and I had just started CPR and then a picture of this year. Right. So, you know, I saw these like different transitions and I'm like, Holy smokes, you see these pictures, you see my face. I look like this, like, um, the sadness, like just the eyes, the sunkenness. I looked depressed. I looked sad and it was like eating me apart. And it's amazing how you can see that in someone. And then you look at a picture of me today, I look healthy and thriving and not by any means, like my journey of growing this business has been, you know, it's been really amazing and it's grown very quickly, but you know, I've grown this business with my partner organically. We've grown this on our own and we did it during a pandemic and I did it at the lowest point of my life. And that still does not even touch how I felt two years prior when I was, you know, in this toxic work environment that was really devastating me, right? It was devastating my soul. It was devastating my, my mental, it was devastating my financial. It was, it was really hurting me impactfully up in my home. And I'm just so shocked by like that. You can actually physically see the difference between then today and in that it's crazy 100,000 percent 100,000% and it, as you were speaking about like your partnerships and things like that where you've been taken advantage of in business I've also had the same thing with partners like mm-hmm. constantly I don't know if it's you know when you're partnered with men and then they because you're the female they they just think a little bit differently yeah but it, litigations like stuff like that I mean it's it's not fun it's not fun and yeah. it takes so much out of you so as you were speaking I was like oh I know that feeling <laughs> It's not fun. You know, it's people that you once believed in. You just don't think that anything would ever go that way. But unfortunately, it does sometimes. And that's kind of like the bullets you bite in business and the risks that you take when you believe. So always think 10 times over before you get invested with like anyone. Right. Like that's that's the big thing. Well, and you know that also I I mean, I hate the I hated the experience. Right. But it now pulls me back to thinking you've got to trust your instincts, right? Like that was one thing that I have struggled with since, I mean, probably forever since I was a child into my twenties and, you know, getting out of my relationship and starting work. I never really truly trusted my instincts. I always second guess it. I always thought I'm going to make a mistake or the mistakes that happen is my fault. Somehow I was always to blame. And this one situation 
my instincts were telling me, don't do it. Do not do it. Don't do it. And I was like, no, Karina, you're overreacting. And from that moment on though, I literally, if my instincts are telling me something, I listen, I stop, I listen and I honor it. There is nothing that you as an individual, like you cannot go wrong by listening to your instincts. So, I mean, I'm really grateful for that because, you know, I'm hoping that my life continues to evolve and to grow. And I am going to come across moments where my instincts are going to tell me like, don't do that, Karina. And, you know, I'm really going to be that person who's like, my gut feelings telling me now I'm going to listen and, you know, keep myself from making such mistakes that are really detrimental. Totally. Oh my God. I, I now have this thing called energy checks. <laughs> Yes. Does it feel right here and here? I don't care how logical it sounds. Everyone's like, I'm like, if I have a bad feeling, listen, I have suffered this before. I'm not doing it. (laughs) Cause you know what? All those T's can be crossed and those I's can be dotted and everything can look perfect on paper. But that does not mean that Mm -hmm. it is going to, you know, be perfect. And your instincts are there for a reason. And it's important that we honor them. And I trust my instincts more now than I ever have. And I'm so grateful for that, you know, that I had that experience and that I was able to come out of it and make the decisions of, you know, when I decided to leave this partnership, everything in my body was screaming get out, get out. And at this time, like I literally was so devastated financially that I was like, if I don't have a job, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose everything. Like I was terrified, but something was just telling me, right. My instinct was like, get out. And so I honored it. And then with two days, I ended up getting a job that was able to kind of like pick it up from there. But if I wouldn't have listened, right, I would have missed out because this particular job already had two other people that they were interviewing and I got really fortunate that they ended up choosing me, but, you know, I kind of came in the back door and was like, Hey, I'd love to interview. And they, you know, had some good feedback about me and they were like, sorry, other people, but we're going to choose Karina. And for me, you know, I really needed that because not that the other people didn't need it, but I was really in a bad situation financially and I really needed help. And, um, but I'm grateful that I listened to my intuition, get out when I did and then two months after I left, I had this epiphany about creating a specialized construction cleaning company. And it's really unlike any other company right out, out there. And that's what has made us so unique. And that's what has made my business grow, you know, to the point where, you know, under two years, we're in six states. We are, you know, on trajectory to grow from 2021 to 2022, 200% in growth. And it's really just because like, it's like listening to those key factors of your life of like, when you need to jump, jump, you may not know or see that step of where you're going, but if you don't listen, you're going to miss it. So that to me was just like really pivoting and, and showing me, like you learned when your intuition was screaming the loudest saying, get out now you listened, even though I had no idea what I was going to do. I had faith that things were going to work out and sure as shit they did. And then I have this company. So, <laughs> so I'm very, very grateful, but obviously I had to do the freaking work and I had to, I had to do those really super scary steps that unfortunately a lot of people, you know, get too afraid and then they miss out on those big blessings. 
Yes. Oh my God. I just, I know your story and your energy and just all of it. It's just incredible. It's incredible. Now I'm curious to know this. This is one of my favorite questions. What would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now? I would probably give her a big giant hug actually and tell her that she is, has so much worth and so much value and to not ever feel doubt about that. Cause that's something that I really struggled with. And I think that's why I ended up going down the paths that I did was because deep down inside, I felt like maybe I didn't really, I wasn't going to achieve these things because I, I wasn't as great as everybody else, right? Like I had this desire. So first and foremost, I would probably give myself a big giant hug. And then I would tell myself, to not second guess, to just do. And you're not going to see, like I said, you're not going to see every step on how you're going to get there, but by taking every step, you're going to get there and you're going to achieve what you're meant to achieve. Um, you just have to put in the work and have the faith in that. And really, these are the things I actually tell my daughters. I have four daughters and I want nothing more for them than to not just be successful. Um, in their careers and be successful financially, because obviously like money isn't happiness, but money is very helpful in life and helping you create what you want, right? Whether it's, you know, making a difference in, in your community and being impactful, but it's a real, it's a driver. And so it's really needed in life, but I want my children to feel fulfilled. I want them to know that they have every tool that they possibly need to accomplish what they have. So what I tell my, what I tell myself is what I tell my girls today, honestly, because maybe that's my way of like telling myself when I was a kid, <laughs> I'm making up for it through them. I love it. I love it. And so Karina, what, what are you up to in like the next like six to 12 months? Like what's new in your world? Aside the 200% growth, which I'm so pumped to see for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So CPR construction cleaning is literally on trajectory for major, major growth. We are going to be doing some expansions and I would hope that by 2022, we are in even more States and going nationwide, but you know, I wasn't expecting this to happen when I started CPR construction cleaning, but I've been able to help other people um, through coaching and mentoring. So I now have coaching and mentoring programs for people, whether it's, you know, mindset or marketing, business operations, really any type of entrepreneur, but everything really starts from the mindset for growth and for success, right? Like if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to be able to achieve your goals. So I really help those who are seeking that um, and having that real deep internal change and then seeing that successful. So, you know, we have a, I have a website, karinaburton.com where you can either, you know, have a one-on-one -on -one session with me. There are modules that you can do self-learning. I am launching a 21 day mindset reset challenge. That's going to be launching here soon for people who are wanting to kind of know what it's like in, in the coaching programs that might be able to kind of help you to see what that feels like. And I'm, I'm really excited for that. So, and then also I do have something that's, that is happening. I'm really excited and it's, we are launching a podcast called the authentic entrepreneur, and it's really being able to showcase other entrepreneurs and their journeys. Um, 
similar to what you're doing. I think it's really important to share other people's journeys and stories because, you know, too many times we see people who are just like, Hey, look at all the money I made or, you know, like flashing themselves on yachts and jet planes and, and wearing all the flashy things and looking to the nines and beautiful. And we forget all of the things that go in between that are really the biggest struggle and to help people realize that like, if we can do it, you can do it. I'm not any better than anyone else. I've just been able to take these tools and implement it in my life to make a change. And, you know, other people, whoever has the same desire that are having struggles in their life, or maybe these odds against them that they can be able to achieve that too. I'm so excited for you. Oh my God. Everything that you're working on your growth with the company and just everything, everything. I'm so excited for you, Karina. Seriously. It's been an honor to hear your story today. You are such a rock star at so many levels. So I thank you so, so, so much for being here. Well, I appreciate you. I mean, you're a great example to um, being able to have your success behind you, your difficulties, your story, and then even seeing, you know, what you're doing with your podcast. It's um, very inspirational. So, you know, people like you, we appreciate you too. Like we're going on this journey together and I love it. Amen. Thank you so much, Karina. The only dream that I've been chasing is my own. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day with Pamela herself in Boston, Massachusetts. Be sure to go to theunderdogshow.com and pick up a copy of Pamela's free gift and join us on the next episode. Oh,